Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. For God's sake, do something. After Columbine, after Sandy Hook, after Charleston, after Orlando, after Las Vegas, after Parkland, nothing has been done. This time that can't be true. It's an interesting impulse to do something. I understand it because you, you, you want to stop children from being murdered. But a lot of the things that are proposed don't relate to the actual shootings, which is, I, I guess, doesn't matter to a certain crowd that you feel like you're still making headway, even if you do anything around guns, even if that specific thing wouldn't have stopped the majority of school shootings. Right. And there's the conflict between people I would characterize as the political noisemakers versus the problem solvers. That's always a conflict. We'll talk about that a little bit more, too. But this is going to be a big week for gun legislation based on the Sunday talk shows yesterday. And we thought we'd talk to somebody who knows about legislation and policy and that sort of thing. Indeed, who better than Lonhee Chen, who's currently candidate for California State Controller. Lonhee is also David and Diane Steffi Fellow in American Public Policy Studies at the Hoover Institution and the Director of Domestic Policy Studies at Stanford University. Good Lord, what do you do in your free time, Lonhee? <laughs> I try to sleep when I can. It's a very busy time, as I'm sure you guys know, with the election tomorrow, but great to be with you. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for stopping by. So... I'm not in the camp of just doing something, anything is a good idea. 
But it is remarkable that after those horrible, horrible events that Joe Biden mentioned during his national address the other night, there was not any movement on any legislation, even though a fair amount of it polls pretty well. Where do you think we are on that today? Well, it, it is a difficult situation because there actually is, I think, a um, it, there is kind of a national consensus around uh, some of these reforms. And if you believe the public opinion surveys, that certainly seems to be the case. I think the the big challenge we have, guys, is we have a very dysfunctional policymaking system right now. And that that's not just with respect to this issue. I think it's with respect to a whole bunch of other issues where it seems like there isn't an ability to get things done, even though people want certain kinds of reforms. You know, you, you think, for example, about reforms that could make it uh, more likely that legislators would act in a fiscally responsible manner. I'm talking about requirements, for example, at the federal level around balanced budgets or requirements around making sure that we live within our means. Those are things that people consistently favor. I'm talking like 60, 70 percent of people. But there never seems to be action in that direction. And so there's a whole bunch of other areas we could talk about a whole number of different policy areas where I do think we need to get things done where it just seems like, you know, we're not, we're not making policy anymore. And and that's not happening in the Congress, right? Because the Congress is supposed to write the laws and the president's supposed to enforce them. But if you look back over the last 15 or 20 years, the tendency has been for the president to make policy, not for Congress to make policy and to do it by, for example, executive action. In some cases, you can argue extra constitutional or non-constitutional executive action instead of actually letting the legislature do what it's supposed to do, and that's to make laws, and we should expect and hold our legislators accountable for that. Well, just to you know, jump in on that, we played a clip of Maggie Haberman of the New York Times yesterday on Face the Nation saying, her um, ABC This Week saying her reporting is that there's a lot of push from Democrats on the president to go with an executive order on the gun stuff and and her quote was and we'll let the courts deal with it later you know let me let me throw this in too and then lon here i'd love to hear your your comments on it and it's funny when you're young the idea of 30 years seems like forever ago i mean people were they're watching black and white tv they're riding horses to work and you know you get to a certain age and you realize 30 years ago it's just a bunch of different bunch of yahoos are in office now but they're a lot like the yahoos of yesteryear but uh, i see this headline where nancy pelosi is going to force through a huge gun control package that does not have a 1% chance of passing the Senate. But it will really rally the troops, and she'll look great, and they can fundraise on it, that sort of thing. How does that contrast with the the politics of 30 years ago, for instance? Well, the fundraising thing is really interesting. You, you guys mentioned that because, you know, now we have a, so much fundraising that happens online, that happens, um, you know, digitally. You email people and you go online and you contribute. And that was not something 30 years ago. And they have fundraising appeals, of course. They, they, they may have even had mailed fundraising appeals, which is really how for a long time politicians raise money, right? They would send out these mailers. And then they would collect money based on uh, on these mailers, and then the mailers would come back in with checks. So, but but now what's changed, and I I've commented often on this, is not just about fundraising. The velocity of things in politics are are really remarkable now. What I mean by that is the digital media and social media, and digital fundraising. You can take issues and turn them around the same day and use them to raise money or use them to to do all sorts of other things. And I think that's what's changed, really, guys. It's just the the amount of um, 
of turnover of issues and how short our news cycles have gotten. You've heard reference to a 24 news hour, 24 hour news cycle. We have like a six minute news cycle now mm. because everything moves so quickly and the issues change so quickly. And what we talk about, it's like our attention span gets so short that any given issue doesn't linger for all that long. And I, I think that's been the biggest change. And that's why you're seeing so many different things now that you probably didn't see 30 years ago. So I do think there is a fundamental difference between the politics of, let's say, even the 1990s and today. Well, and even if people of that day, politicians of that day, I should say, weren't judged 100% on the legislation they passed, that was at least a big part of it. Now the idea of being judged based on legislation is silly. It's your, you know, it's your uh, performance. It's your, uh, you know, your Twitter following. Well, and your yeah, I've seen being able to stand up and say, look at me, look at how hard I'm trying. And that's it. You I, don't have to pass anything. I've seen some reporting on people who come into, into office now and you used to hire policy people and that sort of stuff. So you could be, you know, really up on things for the legislative process. People hire media consultants now who can get you on, you know, Fox or CNN, who can get you, you know, a, a good Twitter account, that sort of thing. It's just a different emphasis. Yeah, there is a performative element of politics. That's what I call it. Yeah, people who decide say, that they that they just need to they just need to perform for the cameras or perform for social media. I mean, and and you know, I mean, in, in my case, you know, I'm running for state controller, which is not exactly an office that anybody feels like they need to perform anything for because no one knows what the state controller does. <laughs> um, but but it's a it's you know, so it's one of those things where where I found it's interesting because. You know, how do you take an issue like fiscal responsibility or accountability and 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 make it interesting for people? And I just kind of decided, well, I'm just going to talk about them and and hopefully people find them interesting. But there is this uh, tendency, there is this temptation, I think, in politics across the board to try to make things uh, performative rather than sort of substantive. Even and, to the point and of, and I kind of hijacked, I hijacked Jack's narrative there, but he was pointing out, even if it's blatantly unconstitutional and the courts will throw it out in, in five minutes, yeah, the fact, yeah, yeah, go ahead and do it. Yeah, the idea that the president will sign unconstitu- unconstitutional gun orders and then we'll worry about the courts later. What? You take an oath to the Constitution? You're, you're not supposed to do things that are unconstitutional knowingly, but apparently that era is over. Well, you know, you go back, um, the, the, the sort of origins of all of this were, you, you may remember during the Obama administration, there was a lot of talk about immigration policy and the use of, uh, of executive orders for immigration policy. A few of those were challenged in, in court. And then that from there, you sort of snowballed, right? And if you look back at the modern kind of the last couple of presidencies, the, the increasing use of executive action to handle all sorts of really difficult political issues. And and by the way, it's not like I don't understand. Like, I get why presidents want to do it. They get frustrated because the legislative process isn't working. Legislators aren't doing their job, whatever. I understand the frustration. I understand the motivation for it. But at the end of the day, the the problem that I've always expressed with executive action is this. It, It is a very, very temporary way to make policy. Why do I say that? Because you get the next president who, let's say, disagrees with this president, and they just overturn what the previous president did. And then all of a sudden, you've got policy that completely changes and folks are left hanging, basically, because policy changes and shifts. The, the benefit to legislation is that that actually stays. It's very, very difficult to overturn legislation. So that tends to stay for a longer period of time. It has a durability that executive action does not. And yeah, so but it goes back to our childlike attention span and, you know, the, the glee over getting it today and then not worrying about tomorrow. We're, we're all a bunch of children. That's what we are, a nation full of children. 
Yeah, Lonnie Chen is on the line. Lonnie's candidate for California State Controller with the Hoover Institution, Stanford University. Uh, you know, my final question is: Do you think there will be any substantive or useful uh, gun legislation passed at all? And and if not, why not? Um, well, I, I I think it goes back to the dysfunction that that we. Um, that we talked about, right, and the the sort of inability of people to sit down. There, there actually is, I think, a group of folks in the middle who would like to sit down and work out a solution that centers on on stuff we've been talking about for years. For example, red flag laws, which I think uh, a lot of people believe would would address part of the problem, or you know, a- age enhancements for certain reforms. I mean, there, there's a whole package that that's been talked about in the media. Um, I, to be totally honest, with you, I got asked this question yesterday. I don't know what the answer is to this. I, I, I don't know. Um, it feels like there is more of an effort now for people to come together and say, hey, can we actually get something done? I'm, I guess I should say I'm not optimistic because I think at the end of the day, the politics of the time and all of the different dynamics that we've talked about, uh, I think, contribute to an inability to solve problems. And uh, while I would much prefer folks to sit down and actually have a discussion and a debate, I don't have confidence either that the debate will be substantive. And, and and so I I don't know I mean if you if you had to handicap it I would say it's probably even odds but um, I you know every time it does feel like there's momentum not just around this issue but you talk about other issues where there tends to be momentum for policy change and unfortunately it, it doesn't happen. So uh, one final note about politics: the primaries, uh, the turnout to figure out who's on the final ballot in Cal Unicornia, the turnout's going to be tiny. So if you show up and you vote, you're going to have an outsized influence. Uh, Here at the Armstrong and Getty Show, we uh, heartily endorse Lon Chen for California State Controller. And I'm going to be at the Jelly Belly Factory in Fairfield, California tonight with Lon He. There's an event at 6 o'clock, 6.30 for our talking, so come by. Thanks, Lon He, good to talk. I hope people vote. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I hope people vote because turnout is low and we, we really need people to, to get out there and show show that they care and express a message that we need to bring change to Sacramento. And, you know, we're out there trying to get people to vote and it's an important thing. So I hope people do it. Excellent. Uh, Lon He Chen, always great to talk. Thanks. So you've got the Jelly Belly Factory. When he does an event at a distillery, I will be there. <laughs> I came across the most amazing stat on that whole primaries thing. And why they're so important and everything. Just incredible. I couldn't wait to talk about it today. I can't believe I've gotten through half the show and I haven't mentioned it. So I'll, I'll, it, 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 I think it explains a lot. But uh, I'll have that next, among other things. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I don't golf, but Joe's a golfer. I got a 13-year-old kid here who hit a hole-in-one. Good for him. Well done. Nice shot, son. Then lost the ball in the next hole. Guy finds it, decides to use the ball. He hits a hole-in-one. Hole-in-one hit with the same ball back-to-back. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's a magical golf ball. It's clearly I mean, that's just science. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. That it's is in the hole. indisputable. It's in the hole. You got to go full <laughs> my precious on that thing. I mean. <laughs> Although it was disloyal. The kid lost it on the next hole. By the way, youngster, of course he's young. He doesn't know. Uh, you, you, you put that ball away. You put that on a shelf. You don't keep whacking it around if you make a hole in one with it. 
Yeah. It's disrespectful. I would think you'd hang on to it. Um, what do I want to do first? I'll mention this first. So the, one of the most amazing stats I heard the other day. So it's primary day in California tomorrow. You know, there have been, I don't know if any other states have been primaries over the last, I don't know how many Tuesdays in various states. We all, you know, if you follow that kind of political news, you knew that. Primaries have low turnout. We all know that. And that's how people like AOC or whoever get elected a lot of places. It works on both the right and the left because the turnout is so low. 83% of Congress people, because set this up so you fully understand it, most congressional districts are not competitive. A Democrat is going to win this seat. A Republican is going to win that seat guaranteed. So the primary is the entire election. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Does everybody understand that? The AOC beat a Democrat. She didn't beat a Republican. Well, she eventually beat a Republican. But she won because she beat the incumbent Democrat. Um, that happens all the time. So the primary is the whole election. The turnout is so low that this stat is true. 83% of Congress people are elected by 10% of the voters. Wow. 83% of Congress people are elected by 10% of the voters. Doesn't that explain why, like, you and your neighbors don't relate to what actually happens in D.C.? Right, right. Or why, for instance, you know, in a uh, blue state, the union vote is so critical because the unions will turn out their workers for the primaries so they get their gal or their guy. That's why it's so important for normal people to, to show up, to counter, be a counterweight to those concentrated special interests. So more percentages, completely different topic that I found interesting. Jack goes <laughs> behind the numbers. I found it interesting. Um, the share of China's box office claimed by Hollywood films. You know how Hollywood is kowtowed to China for all these years and given them what they wanted and taken out things that they didn't like? Well, times have changed. In 2012, half of China's box office was Hollywood films. Then it dropped to 36%, then 12%, and now this year, 9%, they expect. 9% of China's box office will be Hollywood films. I don't know which is driving at which end of it, but the kowtowing days, I think, are coming to an end, or the decoupling, as as we're doing in so many interesting industries, is happening more and more, but it's no longer, even not even close to the thing it was a decade ago. Well, I don't want to steal your thunder. Were you about to bring up Top Gun? Nope. Uh, the new Top Gun movie, critical and commercial success, blah, blah, blah. It's also being celebrated in Taiwan for not pandering to China. You remember in 2019, the trailer showed Tom Cruise's character in the same bomber jacket he wore in the original, but two of its flag patches representing Japan and the Republic of China, which is the official name for Taiwan, they'd been replaced by other emblems on his jacket. Well, that move that move was criticized bitterly at the time, including by us. Well, on the film's release last month, both flags had been restored to the jacket. No and kidding. At an advanced screening in Taipei, the audience broke out in cheers and applause. Wow. So that that's interesting. I hadn't heard that, and that might explain some of the... Hollywood went from being half the Chinese box office to 9% this year and dropping like a stone. Good. So that decoupling has happened. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I mean... I wish they'd been doing the right thing for the right reasons, but I'll take the wrong reasons if that's, you, you know, as good as it gets. You put me in my old jacket from the 80s, you're going to have to let that thing out a little oh, bit. I wore please. this in the 80s? Are you sure? Did it shrink in the wash? 
Wow, that's <laughs> discouraging. If you miss an hour of the show, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Can, I just, can our politics get any worse? So Joe Biden just said something that just uh, t- 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 bothers me. So he was going to be the normal guy, right? We're going to go back to normalcy and... The adults are in charge again. So President Biden just said in a speech, 
Facts matter. Under my predecessor, the deficit exploded, rising every single year he was in office. Pandemic. Not, well, not all the pandemic. Trump was a spender, but the pandemic, the last two years. Under yeah. my plan, we're on track to cut the federal deficit this year by $1.7 trillion. Wow. Yeah, we, because we wow. went from the biggest emergency in our nation's history to not. That's a fact. The largest decline in American history. That should get a four Pinocchios from the Washington Post. Not that it's not true, because it is true, but because it's so freaking misleading. Come well, on. Well, it's already gotten three Pinocchios from the Washington Post. It's just, we, we got to be better than this, people. We got to be better. You can't claim that. You can't book a flight to Hawaii last weekend, then not book a flight to Hawaii this weekend, and tell your spouse, I have cut spending in this household by 10,000%. Right. It doesn't right. make any sense. Well, in the uh, to 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 uh, further hone the metaphor, well, you have booked a flight to Palm Springs. I mean, it's not like you're all of a sudden being responsible. You're just being less wildly ass over tea kettle irresponsible than you were last yeah, year. And he starts that screed with facts matter. <sighs> well, this and is... and as we've often pointed out, he tried as hard as he could to get the build back Bolshevik plan through, <laughs> right. which would have catapulted us into uh, a, a, as yet unseen levels of debt and deficit. I know that's hilarious because that was going to be, according to like a lot of lefty publications, more like five tr- to six trillion dollars in reality. And by a like a vote that didn't happen. Oh, my God. Yeah. We yeah. got to be better than this. We got to be more grown up. We got to be smarter. <sighs> so, uh, speaking of the old man in in office, uh, I love this piece by I think it was uh, uh, Charles C. W. Cook. Um, if the Washington Post is to believe Joe Biden is about to desecrate his oath of office in order to engage in an act of wanton political suicide that, in addition to making a mockery of his vow to uphold the law, will pit American against American, increase partisan resentment, further damage our already debilitated lawmaking process, and haunt the reputation and fortune of the arthritic Democratic Party for many years to come. And and I think he's right, and I'll explain what he's talking about in a moment or two. But in response to your uh, uh, outrage, your disgust over old man Biden's claim, I think people are on to it. They're on to him. I don't think he's convincing many people of his horse crap. I'm not sure if they recognize the particulars, uh, the inaccuracies in particular in what he said, but they're not buying his crap. Nobody is. Anyway. He's talking about uh, Charles C.W. Cook is talking about student loan forgiveness. Mm. His headline is student loan forgiveness is illegal and politically suicidal. White House's latest plans call for limiting debt forgiveness to Americans who earn less than 150 grand in the previous year, less than 300 in the case of couples. It was unclear whether the administration will simultaneously. 300 grand is the cutoff for couples? Yes. Yes. Wow, that's the downtrodden right there. The people, the couples that make less than $300,000 a year. Wow, the poor bastards. They're barely scraping by. And they've got Uh, college degrees, obviously, by definition here, so... Well, ah. right. Yeah, indeed. Uh, this is illegal, and Biden knows it. The executive branch has no generalized power to forgive any amount of student debt for debt holders of any income group. Asked about the idea last year, Nancy Pelosi confirmed simply that, quote, the president can't do it. That's not even a discussion. Do you know how patently illegal something has to be for Nancy Pelosi to acknowledge it's illegal? 
The Department of Education came to the same verdict, determining that the executive branch, and I quote, does not have the statutory authority to cancel, compromise, discharge, or forgive on a blanket or mass basis principal balances of student loans and or to materially modify the repayment terms thereof. Put simply, if Biden wants to do this, he must get Congress to agree. If he tries to bypass Congress to do it anyway, the courts must stop him. And if they don't, he must be impeached. All of which is 100% true. If a policy is illegal, it's illegal whether it's deemed good or bad by the president and his apologists. But then he gets into the fact that it will be politically suicidal because a huge percentage of Americans thinks, whoa, 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 whoa. Having the the plumbers and gardeners and assembly line workers of America bail out college kids, former college kids, that's rotten. Or I went to a cheaper college so I wouldn't take on so much debt. Or Worked my I, way through. Or I, my as a parent, I saved all those years so we wouldn't take on the debt. Yeah, it's it is politically suicidal. If the Democrats want to completely slam the door on the working class as that has shifted from Democrat to Republican over the last couple of cycles, they, that will do it. Now, our, our premise rests on one assumption that is shaky, and that assumption is people understanding that government money is taxpayer mm, money. Gotcha. Uh, so, again, it's a little shaky, and I admit it. Uh, oh, which reminds me, stay tuned for next hour when we'll reprise the Bill Maher's material on how stupid we've become as a people. Uh, anyway... Uh, Cook ends up with at least it would be beyond belief if one hadn't witnessed the perplexing trajectory of the Democratic Party over the last decade. Once Democrats prided themselves on being for the little guy. Now their primary interest is in creating an endless slush fund for the benefit of upper middle class Elizabeth Warren voters. If Biden makes this move, it will complete the party's transformation. And after that, he'll deserve every damn consequence. Which reminds me of another bit of analysis I read that I found pretty interesting. And that I think it was in a liberal publication, too. Uh, it was in the New York Times. They were saying um, the suburban voter is not what the Democrats seem to think they are. There are a fair number of college-educated white people there, but it's mostly working-class people who have no interest in an Elizabeth Warren slush fund. So, you know, the idea that they will the kowtow to the soch-degree-bearing, uh, uh, you know, well-coiffed liberal soccer moms and win elections is just nuts. Hey, different issue. Um, I found this interesting. Remember last week when the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, announced that they were going to freeze pistol purchases? Pretty much the end of the idea of ever being able to buy a pistol again. Well, pistols are flying off the shelves in Canada. Most stores have run out completely. Because, I think we all know why, um, people want to have their guns. And you know why they want to have their guns? I hate saying this out loud because it sounds so harsh, but it's true. And I, I think I think uh, gun rights people are making a mistake by pretending it's about hunting. I know I said this last week, but I watching the talk shows over the weekend. It came up a lot again. You're handing a weapon, wrong, short, wrong term, you're handing an argument to the Democrats if you make it about hunting, the reason you need to have guns, because it allows Democrats like Donna Brazil on on uh, ABC this week yesterday to say you don't need this to hunt or you don't need that to hunt. That's not why guns are flying off the shelves. People are buying guns to kill people. People are buying guns to kill people, to kill bad people if they ever try to break into their home 
or their business. Right. That's why people are buying guns. Short. So yeah. we need to admit it out loud and keep the conversation in the area of, do I have the right to own a gun to kill a bad guy? Because if you claim it's about hunting, then you end up in that weird and Joe Biden gets to say, I don't see any deer in Kevlar vest. Which is a decent argument if you're claiming the reason you need to have a gun is is for hunting. That That's not why we've set records Every month, month after month after month after month during the pandemic and selling guns, those weren't hunters. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah, why that's and guns point. flying off the shelves, the pistols flying off the shelves in Canada. No way that's a hunting thing. No, it reminds me of the email we got from an Australian talking about, uh, well, he was an American living in Australia, but he said as soon as they passed their gun laws back uh, whenever that was, a couple of decades ago or a decade ago, everybody buried their guns and ammunition for later. So, yeah, I, well, it'll be an interesting experiment to watch unfold. Yeah, we got lots of stuff to talk about. What was the thing? I'm all I mean, I'm super excited about something. I want to be able to tease it because I feel like it'd be the sort of thing that would keep you Is around. it the stuff Hanson was going to get that tape ready? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do want to do that. So uh, you'd probably had heard this story, but it she did an interview over the weekend. This is the mom detained by the police, cuffed by the police there in Uvalde. She wanted to go in and save her kids because the cops weren't freaking doing anything. She got away from them, went around, got her kids out. And she tells the story. If you haven't heard that, that's next. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. 
It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I said, well, you're going to have to arrest me because I'm going in there and I'm telling you right now, I don't see none of y'all in there. Y'all are standing with snipers and y'all are far away. I'm, if y'all don't go in there, I'm going in there. He right, immediately put me in cuffs. So, that's one of the moms there. Uh, outside the school in Uvalde, describing how she was put in handcuffs as she watched cops listen to her children being murdered, hoping it wasn't her own kids being murdered, not knowing if it was her kids being murdered or not. Cops stood around watch. I got more on that in a second. Is it's gotten worse for that story if you haven't been following oh, yeah. it. It's gotten yeah. significantly worse. And they continue to freaking lie about it. Nothing makes me I I wish people be as mad about this story as they are some of the other stuff. But anyway, I want you to hear the her her tale first. So this is a mom, she gets there, she realizes they're not doing anything. She wants to go in, they put her in cuffs more. She says after Uvalde police officers told marshals to uncuff Gomez, she ran towards the school. As soon as they uncuffed me, I jumped that first gate fence. And once I jumped it, I went to my son's class. And I knocked on the door and I remember the teacher saying, um, I'm like, hey, they're already, they're already um, boach cutting the fence to get me. She's like, you think we have time to get out? I said, y'all have time. I'm going to run for my other son. Once she was assured her son was okay, Gomez ran to get her other child, encountering more officers who tried to stop her. So I start yelling and I'm being a cooperative and I'm like, well, y'all aren't doing shit. What are y'all doing? Y'all ain't doing shit. Y'all need to be in here. Give me your best. Somebody give me a best. I'm something. I started paying attention to how far the shots were being so that I knew the shooter was all the way still by my first son's class. So when I went to my son, my second son's door, the teacher didn't want to open the door for me. So that's when they started um, escorting me out. And as I, as I see that they're opening my son's door, I go run for my son and I get him. That is hard to listen to. You know, the, if the, the cops is... were... I was going to say, if the cops were doing anything, I understand why you don't want concerned moms running around. Sure, if they were doing anything, but they weren't. And they their emphasis is on making sure they stop her. That kid was in there for, what's it turn out now, 50 minutes? 40, 50 minutes. Yeah. Shooting people, going to another room, shooting more people. Unbelievable. While the children bled. While the, yeah, and who knows how many kids bled to death during that amount of time. They're on the phone calling 911. The cops claimed they didn't get this, the, the information from the dispatcher. The police chief, who is not speaking to anybody, saying, I didn't have my radio with me. Well, that's another problem, I guess. But all the other cops had their radios with them, and, it, and NPR did a great job of debunking a bunch of the freaking lies that continue to come out of these cowards who not only didn't do what they... Oh, and the other part of the story is they were trained on this stuff 
recently, bunches mm-hmm. of money thrown at the police department to train him in this specific thing. One of my things that I, I think we need to get better at, if you're a conservative, you tend to be rightfully very skeptical of government and government programs and money spent and training and things like that. But for some reason, conservatives tend to give a pass to firefighters, cops, and the military. And we need to stop doing that. Why would you think that the government organization that is the cops would be any less wasteful and unorganized and corrupt than any other government organization that you that you hate? I don't want to hate cops, but they, they, they were trained specifically on this at great taxpayer expense, and they still didn't do it. Yeah, I would argue that they're far better than the department of such and such, where nobody gives a crap whatsoever. Oh, of but course. they still deserve scrutiny, of course. Yeah, but I, I think there's a lack of that. There's clearly a lack of it that we just we assume, well, they're, they're cops and I know cops and they're good people and they care. And that's why they got in the job. And blah, 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 we assume. But there's obviously a tremendous amount of waste and fraud and bad training and everything that goes on there, too. Right. Like I always say, respect is good. Worshipfulness is not. That uh, turns off your brain. God, that's a tough story to hear. She's calmer about it than I would have been. I, I, I would have snapped. She got away from them a second time. Mm-hmm. To get her kid out of there while they're leading her away. Oh, it's unbelievable. So here, let's hear some more from her. While you were inside the school, did you see officers there was inside not one the school? Officer inside the school when I in arrived the to my second son's class. There was not one officer. And you were hearing gunshots, so you knew you that could hear the it gunshots. was an active shooter. It was still active. The gunshots were still active. They were not in there. There was no one in there. If anything, when I pulled up, my car was closer to the school than the, where than where the snipers and everybody that was laying on the ground were. Yeah, how about the fact that she was like listening to the shots and trying to calculate where he was and everything? The cops apparently were not doing that or didn't want to do that or whatever. She's she's asking, can you give me a vest? Wow. They're wearing vests standing outside the school. Can I have a vest? Because I'm willing to go confront this guy or do something. And one more. When you heard that it took law enforcement 75 minutes before they went in and stopped the shooter, what was your thinking, having been inside the school yourself? I don't know. I was just thinking that they could have saved many more lives. They could have gone into that classroom and maybe two or three would have been gone, but they could have saved a whole home or the whole class. They could have done something, gone through the window, sniped them through the window. I mean something but nothing was being done if anything they were being more aggressive on us parents that were willing to go in there and like i told one of the officers i don't need you to protect me get away from me i don't need your protection if anything i need you to go in there with me to go protect my kids and if anything they were being more aggressive on us they were more pertain on keeping us back than getting into that school god just the the response failed on every conceivable level live with that you cowards live with that the rest of your lives you freaking cowards who let these kids get murdered and stood around and watched while you're the trained professional wearing a vest with the gun. Unbelievable. And it blows up a couple of arguments that I don't know how we're going to sort out. One, you got the whole, all you need to do is stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. You had a whole bunch of good guys there with guns who were trained to use them and got vests on, and they didn't do anything. The other part of it is, though, the left always saying, you don't need guns. The police will help you. You don't need the right to have guns yourself because you can call the police. Well, apparently that falls apart. So I don't know how we sort through both ends of that. 
No kidding. Hey, we need to squeeze in a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security. No matter what the threat is, is it bums and junkies in your neighborhood that are stealing people's stuff and breaking into homes? Maybe it's fire. The fire season is going to be pretty rough. The beautiful thing about Simply Safe Home Security is you can customize the perfect system for your home in just minutes. Yeah. You need a security system for your home and one that you're actually going to use and one that actually works. And Simply Safe is that. You set it up yourself in 30 minutes. No long-term contracts where I, I, I know, I've known a number of people that get signed up for like one or two year deals with security systems they don't use and don't like. That does not happen with Simply Safe. Yep, it is really a great deal and a great system. Customize that perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Get yourself that wireless outdoor camera with the night vision and the high def. Oh, man, is that good for home protection. Go today, claim a free indoor security camera, plus 20% off with interactive monitoring, which is the best in the business. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Use our code simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. So there's another story, and I haven't looked into the details, so I don't want to talk too much about it until I have some idea what I'm talking about. But uh, Tim Sandifer, re- because Tim lives in Arizona, he retweeted a story out of Arizona where the cops watched a guy drown uh, who was yelling for help, and there were people on the beach wanting to go help this guy to run out and try to help him from drowning, and the cops held the people back again. Another one of those stories. So uh, wow. I'll look for more details, but I'm guessing Tim's looked into it some, or he wouldn't have retweeted it. Yeah, we got to wow. figure this out. What 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 we expect of police, you know, and and hire properly. We got to figure this out. Yeah, yeah, boy, the whole relationship between the people and the police and uh, district attorneys, the prosecutors' offices, jails, the rest of it, it seems very up in the air right now. And a lot of the experiments we're conducting ain't working out so well. Right. And it's complicated. Like I just said, a favorite thing of the right and a favorite thing of the left got exploded during the Uvalde shooting. So I don't know. I don't know how we work those things out. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree. I would. I would. Those two things are a little unequal for reasons I don't have time to describe. The good, a good guy with a gun stopping the bad guy with a gun. Obviously, the good guy with a gun has to be willing to use it or at least to do something. But in if they don't, then that's just a neutral. As opposed to disarming me and not letting me protect myself, that's a serious crime against my fundamental human rights. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. 
When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today.